Okay, we're going to get started this evening. Uh, it's a joy to see you all here tonight. Um, we're admonished in 1 Thessalonians 5 with these corporate commands of rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so tonight, you know, we get to know that we're doing God's will because God's will is for us to meet together and to pray as a church and to be marked by a spirit of constant prayerfulness as a church. And so that's what we're going to be demonstrating tonight as a faith family this evening on Wednesday night. Um, And I've got quite a bit I want to share with you, so I think I'm going to start off with a word of prayer right here at the beginning and uh, and then we'll dive in. So let's let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the boldness by which we can come before you tonight in prayer. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on our behalf for the forgiveness of our sins and the imparting of his righteousness to us. We thank you that through Jesus Christ the veil has been torn and there is a way directly into your presence. We thank you that when we come into your presence this evening as your people, it is not a throne of judgment, but we find a throne of grace. We thank you that tonight you are our Father, and we are your children. And so, Father, we thank you that you will give us what we need tonight, and you will equip us, and you will give us the grace and mercy that we so desperately need from you. And so, Father, we just pray that you would help us tonight to understand your word, and I pray that you would communicate to us the importance of learning from your servant, the Apostle Paul, how to pray. Um, And we pray that you would begin a work tonight for your honor and for your glory through our prayer lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I mentioned last week, we're starting a new study on Wednesday nights called Praying with Paul. And our ambition as believers is for the Lord to teach us to pray, as Luke 11 verse 1 expresses the disciples talked to Jesus. And what we saw last week was how Paul in the book of Acts was uniquely prepared by Christ to be the one who teaches us this. First we saw last week... Oh... I love it when this breaks. Cool. Anyway, we saw last week that I'm going to have to go for it. So we saw last week that uh, Paul's new life in Christ was preluded by prayer, by pra- was preluded by prayer. As Stephen prayed for his persecutors that they would be forgiven for their sins as he was being stoned, Paul was among their numbers that in that moment. And so prayer was what started Paul on that journey Uh, that redemptive journey that God had prepared for him. We also saw, second, that Paul's conversion from his old way of life in sin and legalism to his new way of life in Christ pivoted upon a moment of prayer as well. As Paul was going to arrest and kill the followers of uh, of Jesus, Jesus literally knocks Paul to the ground and blinds him with his divine glory. And in that moment, Paul has a one-on-one conversation with the risen Lord that changes his life Forever. So a moment of prayer, of talking with God, it was what pivoted Paul from a life of destruction to a life of eternal life. Um, third, we saw that Paul's new life in Christ was prepared by prayer. Paul is struck blind for three days, and we learn in Acts chapter 9 that Paul spent 
all of those three days praying. Though his fleshly eyes were closed, his spiritual eyes were opened, and he beheld the glory of Christ, and he knew him. He knew him. Um, And so Paul spent those three days in preparation for the Lord's work by engaging in continual prayer. Well, finally we saw, by taking a flyby of the book of Acts, that the path of Paul's entire life and ministry was grounded in prayer. Paul was set apart for full-time ministry during a period of prayer. He was commissioned to full-time ministry through a time of prayer. He would always begin and end his local ministries in cities by a season of prayer. He endured countless beatings and injuries and pains by singing out in prayer. He prepared for his inevitable departure from this earth by kneeling down in prayer, and he seized opportunities for evangelism by asking God to do impossible things through prayer. So Paul's entire life is really a living illustration of what Jesus said in Luke 18, verse 1, that we ought always to pray and never lose heart. Paul was a man of that type of prayer. And as such, he's uniquely equipped to teach us to pray because, again, the best lessons I have ever learned about prayer were taught to me not by listening to someone teach, but by hearing someone pray. And so that's what we're going to do together as a church over the next few months. I'm going to, as much as possible, become as invisible as possible. And we're going to enter into Paul's prayer closet, as it were, and we're going to listen and we're going to learn what we should pray for as we ought. And as we pray with Paul, the lessons we're going to learn are going to fall into five main categories. And that's what I wanted to do for you guys tonight. I wanted to give you a preview and a peek ahead of what is in store for the months to come so you kind of know the roadmap before we start heading down it, okay? So as we pray with Paul, we're going to learn first what to adore in prayer. What to adore in prayer. See, prayer, first and foremost, is to be an act of worship uh, where we simply adore God and praise God for who He is in Himself. As we sit and listen and pray with Paul, we'll discover that prayer is to be God-centered, not man-focused. Have you ever prayed a prayer where you never asked for anything at all? Paul did all the time. Have you ever prayed a prayer where you simply exalted God for who he was? This is characteristic of most of Paul's prayers. Paul did this all the time, and he's going to teach us how to do that more consistently for ourselves As we pray with Paul, we're going to learn what to adore in prayer. The second thing we're going to learn as we pray with Paul is we're going to learn what to appreciate in prayer. When you listen in on Paul's prayers in the New Testament, what you're going to discover is that nearly half of all of Paul's prayers are simply prayers of thanksgiving to God. Where Paul just gives thanks for everything that God is doing, either for him or for others around him. For God not only deserves to be praised for who He is, He deserves to be thanked for what He is doing. Have you ever prayed a prayer where all you did was just thank God for what He has done and what He is doing? Now let me ask you another question. If you say, well, sure, I've done that all the time. Okay, well then, let me ask you another question. How many of those prayers of thanksgiving have been centered on a spiritual blessing God has imparted rather than a physical one? See, what we most frequently thank God for betrays what we most highly value. 
And I think if we were to listen to our own thank you prayers, it would betray a very high value in physical blessings, not so much on spiritual ones. That's why Paul's prayers of thanksgiving are always going to, are going to at first glance, seem alien to us, because he thanks God for things that, quite frankly, most of us never even think about at all. And that's because God had taught Paul what to truly value in life. Therefore, his prayers of thanksgiving are totally different than what we might think. Third, as we pray with Paul, we're going to learn what to ask in prayer. What to ask in prayer. Again, asking is a reflection of our heart. We ask for things in prayer that we deeply feel that we need. And where we're going to be challenged again is by listening to what Paul asks for in his prayers. Because while our prayers are often dominated by requests for physical food, physical strength, physical healing, physical growth, Paul's prayers are often dominated by requests for spiritual food, spiritual strength, spiritual healing, spiritual growth. He's going to demonstrate, Paul is going to demonstrate in his letters how to truly pray after the pattern of the Lord's Prayer and how you hang all of your requests on those two main goals of increasing God's kingdom and increasing God's honor. Fourth, after we're listening, after we're listening to Paul's prayers and learning what to adore, appreciate, and ask, we're going to take a break. And we are going to hear from Paul what to admonish in prayer. See, throughout his letters, Paul often pauses and he gives instructions to us in prayer. And we're going to consider those passages as well as Paul directly addresses us. And he tells us both how to pray and what to pray for. And then finally, before we finish praying with Paul, we're going to learn what to, and I'll put it this way, what to amen in prayer. All right? So Paul finishes every, because it has to alliterate now. Uh, Paul finishes every one of his letters with a benediction, with an amen, with a prayer. It's a prayer of blessing towards those who have sat to learn and pray with him. He finishes every one of these letters with a type of prayer like that. And what's interesting is Paul's blessings are not things he hopes for would happen. They are expressions of what he knows to be true in the lives of those believers. And so he encourages those fellow believers, by the spiritual truths that are theirs in Christ. And that is something that actually I was thinking about, I, I barely ever do in my prayers. I don't know how many times I've actually been praying with someone and encouraged them as I'm praying them with the truths that are theirs in Christ. Paul does that every time he gets done talking to these churches. And so I think there's going to be a rich lesson for us to learn as well. And I'm excited to grow in that area of my own prayer life. And so Um, We're going to finish our study of praying with Paul by going through those benedictions and discovering how we can encourage each other in prayer with the realities that are ours in Christ. And so that's a preview of what we have in store over the next few months as we pray with Paul. We're going to learn what we ought to adore, appreciate, ask, admonish, and amen in prayer. And you should know that this is going to be intense. Uh, These 166 verses of Paul's prayers are like the Mount Everest of topical Bible studies. When you start looking at everything he says and all the different topics, it can be overwhelming. But I am excited because I know that the view and the experience at the end of it all will be immensely worth it to sit in Paul's prayer closet and learn. And I know that if we faithfully pray with Paul and learn from him how to pray, we will experience nothing less than eternal personal transformation and that's what i want to leave you with tonight i've given you the preview of praying with paul and now i want to give you the purpose 
the purpose of praying with Paul. Why should we study the prayers and pray with the Apostle Paul? Why am I choosing to do this study? One word, transformation. Transformation of the many benefits that we have ahead of us in learning to pray with Paul. Here are three that I want to leave you with this evening of why we're going to spend our Wednesday evenings studying Paul's prayers. First, by studying Paul's prayers, we can see how the Holy Spirit wants us to pray. We can see how the Holy Spirit wants us to pray. 1 John 5.14 says that when we pray, we ought to ask according to God's will. In other words, we ought not to pray, as James 4.3 says, wrongly to spend it on our own passions. We are to, when we pray according to Paul's prayers, using Paul's prayers to teach us how to pray, then we will pray confident of God's will. We ought to pray according to the will of God. Jesus himself exemplified this when he prayed in the garden, not my will, but yours be done. We ought to pray in accordance to the will of God. So how can we know what the will of God is? Well, we can start by knowing what the revealed will of God is in his word and praying in accordance to that. And that's where Paul's prayers are immensely are an invaluable resource for us because they are literally God's inspired will written out in prayer form for us to learn, meditate on, and reflect in our own ways back to God. So Paul's prayers show us what we should pray for as we ought so that we can know that we are indeed asking according to God's will. So by praying with Paul, we can first see what the Holy Spirit wants us to pray. And second, by praying with Paul, we can be confident in God's answers. Praying God's prayers according to God's will means that we can be sure of God's answers. This doesn't mean that he will always answer us in the way that we expect, of course, but it does mean that God will answer our prayers according to his perfect will, just as he has promised. 1 John 5, 14-15 says this, And this is the confidence that we have towards Him, towards God in prayer. This is the confidence that we have towards Him, that if we ask anything in accordance to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him. Isn't that astonishing promise given to us by God? Since Paul's prayers are God's will, praying with Paul guarantees God's answers. You can be absolutely confident in this. So just let that reality sink into your soul for a moment. And maybe study Paul's prayers later tonight to get the grasp of this as you intensely pray for God to, for example, this is just one example, If you pray to God to strengthen your faith so that you might be able to grasp the height and depth and breadth and riches of God's love for you, you can be assured that God is going to answer your prayer, that he will open your eyes of faith to behold the glory of Christ's love for you. Why? Because he wants you to experience Christ's love for you, and he's going to answer that prayer. You're praying in accordance to God's will, you can be confident that is going to be answered. Just think about the spiritual growth that awaits you if you would grab hold of Paul's prayers and you would pray those requests to the Lord. He will answer those. When speaking about praying according to God's will, Spurgeon wrote this, Expect great things. Expect things beyond all expectation. 
your largest hopes shall be exceeded. Hope and hope and yet hope again and each time hope more and more but the Lord will always give you more than you have ever hoped for. That is true if you pray according to God's revealed will from Scripture. And so by praying with Paul, we will see what the Holy Spirit wants us to pray. We'll be confident of God's prayers and are confident of God's answers. And finally, our minds will be enlightened and our hearts will be stirred. So as we pray with Paul, maybe this is more of an emotional application, but the Holy Spirit will illuminate the prayers and will shape the desires of our hearts. Our hearts will be changed as we study Paul's hearts in heart in prayer. Instead of merely praying for circumstances and going through our to-do lists and reciting to God every single physical ailment and ache that we have for the day, right? We'll start being led to pray for things like the filling of our minds with all the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we might be able to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every type of good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Those are prayers that stir the heart. I mean, it's good if you stubbed your toe to pray for your toe not to hurt anymore. I get that. But there's something way more important in your life than your toe. It's your soul. And we ought to reflect that in our prayers. As we pray prayers like these and see God answer us in accordance to His will, our hearts will be drawn to a deeper delight and communion with God as our Heavenly Father as we see Him answer these prayers as he has promised. And so I encourage you in coming weeks and months, don't just listen on Wednesday nights to learn, listen to change. So bring a notebook, I'd encourage you. Write down any helpful insights and lessons that you learn along the way from these passages, and I would encourage you to incorporate them into your daily prayers for the coming week. Apply them immediately so that they can take root in your heart. Cry out to God in adoration, appreciation, and asking. And as you learn to pray with Paul, God has already promised that he will hear you and he will answer. And so in preparation for the work that God is going to do among us, uh, let's prepare ourselves as a church for prayer this evening and commit this coming study uh, to the Lord.